This episode of Enough is brought to you by Squarespace, everything you need to create an amazing and powerful website. Squarespace has the most comprehensive blog importing tool on the web. It's designed to make the process of switching your blog totally pain-free and seamless. Squarespace's system doesn't just import your posts and comments like many other systems. It ensures that all of your media is imported, URLs remain working, and that all of your data moves along too. The system is superb and it gets the job done right first time. The Importer tool is available for all major blogging platforms, including TypePad, Movable Type, WordPress, and Blogger. But Squarespace also makes it easy to export your blog too. They don't believe about locking you in, although I'm sure you wouldn't want to leave. But it's great that they include this function. If you have a blog and a hosting solution elsewhere, then you should really check out Squarespace. It takes all of the hassle away and provides you with a powerful, rock-solid system unlike any other, with plans starting as little as $8 a month. You should go and try this out now by starting your two-week free trial by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can test out the blog importer there to get a great idea to see if this is going to be the service for you. I'm sure you'll choose to go to Squarespace and we have a great deal for you if you do. Use the code 70 decibels 6 at 70-D-E-C-I-B-L-S-6 at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first order. Thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting 70 decibels. Mr. Hurley, how are you today? Mr. Roan, you sound pumped. <laughs> I am pumped. I'm very pumped. You're, I know um, you're excited about this episode. Yeah, well, because... Uh, so... Yeah, here's the deal. One of the perks of uh, doing the little website that I do um, for the three or four people that read it um, is that I get to form, uh, I don't know, like friendships, relationships with uh, with developers. And developers uh, of Mac and iOS applications especially to me are, are like um, – they're rock stars, right? I mean like some people get like all hyped and jazzed about – you know, being able to you know, pick up the phone and call uh, David Bowie or something, right? And me, I get <laughs> pumped and jazzed by the fact that I don't know someone like Matt Bischoff would even receive a DM from me, let alone be able to pick up the phone and actually talk to him. But here, that's essentially what we've done. We picked up our electronic digital phone provided to us by the Skype gods, Marcus and we have it. with us Matt Bischoff of Quotebook fame, and anyone who doesn't know by now, Quotebook is uh, perhaps my favorite app on iOS, period. And I can say on iOS now because it used to be just iPhone, but now it's iOS because they have an iPad app. So, Matt, welcome. Hey, Pat and Mike. How, how are you guys doing? It's great to see you. Very good. Thanks for coming back. I have to say before we continue, as a testament to, to Pat's feelings about this app, um, when, when you guys launched the, the new website, um, I was seeing a few click-throughs coming through to to us, so I went and t- took a look um, at the quotes because you have some like box quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, had full quotes, right? And there's one from from the episode where I think where you were on with us last. And this is this is I assume this is Pat. Um, this is a beautiful, beautiful app. Seriously, it brings me to tears. I couldn't recommend this app more highly. <laughs> <laughs> and I read that. I was like, that's so that's, one of, that's one of my favorite. That's in my personal quote book because I love that one so much. <laughs> well, but it's true. It is so true. I mean, because. Should we, for anybody that doesn't know, um, yeah. in case, you know, we, obviously we've had some new listeners since then. Matt, why don't you just give people a very, a very brief overview to what quote book is? 
Sure thing. Uh, Quotebook is an iOS app for storing, sorting, and sharing the quotes that matter to you. So it's um, it takes a different approach than all the other quote apps on the App Store, and it just starts out completely blank. And that's intimidating to some people. But what it what it's encouraging you to do is just go through life and, and capture the quotes that are really important to you in books, on websites. Um, now we support sharing from Instapaper and uh, Launch Center. And you capture those quotes. It syncs across your iPhone and iPad. We have a beautiful new iPad app. And then it makes it really easy to share those quotes. So you can see them by author, by source. You can even tag them um, and rate them and then uh, share them out on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, SMS, email, and more. Perfect. Yeah. And for someone like me, um, uh, and I think this is true of a lot of writers, um, I... I have long collected uh, quotes, um, but uh, <clears throat> and not just in the traditional sense. In a lot of cases, it's you know quotes from you know really interesting passages from a book, or um, uh, really uh, a nice kind of string of words that I read on a in a blog post or something like that. And I even captured the things like that in Quotebook. Um, I used to keep those in a text file that I called Bits of Words and Wisdom. <laughs> um, uh, but now I've taken all that stuff and, and even transferred it into Quotebook because it, it uh, Quotebook makes it so much easier to not only store that stuff, but to categorize it and to, uh, you know, with tagging or to, you know, have, I want to see all of my favorite quotes from, say, Seth Godin or all yep. of my favorite, you know, favorite, favorite little uh, bits of, uh, of writing from Stephen King or something. You get what I'm saying, right? You know, it's, it's uh, that ability to call that stuff up um, very quickly and easily and have it all in one place is, uh, is phenomenal. Um, and the iPad version just brings it to the whole new level because you guys, uh, along with the iPad version, you also incorporated iCloud support. Right. Um, Which was that that was nine months of work, actually. That was the yeah. biggest. It was painful to do that. But uh, I'm really it? glad we did it. Why, why was it so painful? Like, I don't know how much you're able to say. Right, no, I, I, it's all it's all public now. Uh, so when Apple released the iOS uh, five SDK and they said iCloud was ready to go and it just works, um, <laughs> they there are basically there are basically three ways to do iCloud um, in in an app. There's key value store, which is just for small bits of data um, for like user preferences and settings and things like that. And that wouldn't work for Quotebook because we have tons of quotes. Some users have six hundred, a thousand, twelve hundred quotes. There's a document based storage which. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense because when you think about Quotebook, it's not a collection of documents, right? It's just a collection of small little objects. So we fit into this third category that Apple likes to call shoebox shoe apps or library-style applications. Um, and we use a technology called Core Data to, to um, manage all the, the relationships between authors and quotes and tags and quotes and things like that. It's basically a, um, a, an abstraction on SQLite, which is a database technology. So the syncing, syncing for iCloud for that, for that SQLite database, you can't just sync the entire database because, uh, uh, because of the way that, that uh, SQLite is written. And if you have two people writing to a SQLite database at the same time, it'll be corrupted. So what you do instead is you sync transaction logs. And the transaction logs are essentially a replay of what, what, what happened to that database. And in 5.0... 
Um, Apple said that, that was ready, and it and there were a lot of problems, most of which mm-hmm. me and um, my friends Brian and Andrew at Lickability discovered and forwarded on to Apple in the form of many, many, many bug reports, <laughs> late night emails, <laughs> phone calls, meet up meetings with uh, people at Apple, and so um, in 5.1 they got it to a point where we were comfortable, even though we still needed a ton of workarounds to get to get around the, the existing the um, remaining bugs, uh, we could we could ship it and feel confident. Um, but 6.0 makes it even better, so. When 6.0 comes out, everything is just going to get a lot faster and a lot uh, more stable with with the iCloud syncing. Well, and I think that the thing about iCloud uh, support and its difficulty um, that I've come to understand now, having been involved with the development of a, a iOS app of our own, uh, one that still, uh, you know, iCloud support is uh, our top feature request, and we are also struggling to get it to work correctly. Um, I think that this is a really, um, I think, hard thing for a lot of users to understand. Um, yeah. That right. you know, on one hand, Apple will say, "Yes, here it is. It's just it, it's ready. It just works." That you'll see other apps kind of um, incorporating iCloud support, and it seems to work for them. And so then, right. when they turn to you and say, "Okay, where's the iCloud support?" and you say, "Well, oh, we're still working on it," they're like, "What?" Well, it works here and it works there and it works with this other thing. Why can't you guys make it work? It should be easy, totally. you know. Totally, we've gotten that same we've gotten that same thing about about Dropbox. Like people who say, "Well, you have iCloud. Well, when are you when are you going to add Dropbox support?" And the, the problem is, Dropbox doesn't support syncing uh, databases. So we'd yes. have to re-architect the way that that we think about the data, and that's a that's a huge undertaking. And w- with iCloud now working, it seems like that's the way to go. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed to being like a a user, I'm a big fan of the app Instacast. Sure, Um, me too. And I use the iPad and the iPhone version, and it syncs. It it does sync via iCloud. Sometimes it can go a bit funny, but about 95% of the time it works for me. But I have lots of um, lots of people like you know when I talk about Instacast, they say to me, "Oh, iCloud never works for me." But I just find it so peculiar that it seems to be on a user to user basis. Totally yeah. can change the way that the system works, and for some it works flawlessly, and others never worked at all. Yeah, right. yeah. I had I had major problems with one version of Instacast, but everything seems to be catching up now. So that's good. yeah. It's, so, I, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. No, no go ahead. You were going to say. Well, I was just going to say that uh, I, I don't. I feel bad for every developer that has to that has to work uh, on iCloud because it is sort of a, a black box, and Apple is not the most developer friendly company to talk to so a lot of the time you're you're guessing and checking and uh, and that's a really frustrating position to be in so i never i never email developers yelling about their well i never <laughs> yell at developers anyway because i am one but right. but i think it's a really important to say like if you're having issues with some app that has iCloud like contact the developer they've probably had those same issues with their own thing and, and they'll they'll try their best to, to help you out it's just it's just going to be a little bit difficult so uh, this is kind of a nice segue into uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk with you about, which is uh, uh, a lot of the announcements at WWDC with iOS 6, Mountain Lion, things like that. Yeah. Um, I, one thing that I think a lot of people uh, may notice <clears throat> is that uh, – there's oftentimes a lot of um, uh, kind of uh, bug fix and feature releases that come immediately after 
you know, or I should say in the couple of weeks following WWDC. Right. And a lot of that is the results of developers actually having a chance to go to labs and get hands-on help from Apple engineers with their apps. Um, how much of that... Uh, uh, was there anything that you experienced at WWDC this year that you think will make your app better in the coming weeks? There's there's so many things, and um, I, I think that the the biggest ones will have to wait until iOS six. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of little performance improvement stuff, and I, I'm gonna have to go back and, and rewatch all the talks, of course. Um, you know, when I'm in my room and I can just focus on it, but there are so many nuggets and there are so many smart people, uh, speaking at that event that I, I think, um, a ton of the stuff that they've announced, a lot of it is still under NDA, but we'll, we'll have, we'll see a future in, uh, in Quotebook. Definitely. Yeah. So you, you think it's valuable that you're going to end up with a, with a better product because of what you, uh, because of what you learned. Yeah. Definitely. And did you take advantage of any of the hands-on lab help? With yeah, we went. To, we went to Brian and I went to the uh, the iCloud Core Data Lab, and <laughs> we're just just hung out there the whole time. Actually, we talked to a lot of other people in line that were impressed that we actually got it to work. Uh, <laughs> like, iCloud like, rock stars, help us, please. <laughs> yeah. so Maybe you should have been hosting the lab session. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we could have. Like, this is just <laughs> so many months of of, uh, of research into it. Yeah, I think that yeah. was. I mean, when when quote book two came out, you got quite a lot of press for it. Like, um, I saw it was it was hitting up places like The Verge and, and stuff like that, which is you know, a, for for a, an indie developer, that's a pretty big a pretty yeah, big place to be. Do you think it might have been because you you actually had like working like people were surprised because there aren't a lot of apps that that implement sync. Yeah, that was that was a lot of the interest from the reporters and bloggers that we talked to was like how we got how we got it to work and because they had been talking to other developers who were trying and, and couldn't and couldn't quite get it. So I think that had a huge. Also, we know we know people at a lot of these places. Like being in New York is is huge. Um, right, being yeah, in any yeah. major metro area like San Francisco or New York, where there's a lot of people, um, you get to know people at the Verge and and, and these sites, and you can the, you know, Ver- sort of, the Verge are in New York, aren't they? They're based. Yes, in New York. they are. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, do tell uh, from a developer perspective. You know, we we get a lot of the you know perspective of you know reporters and bloggers and things like that about WWDC. But the, but you know, worldwide developers conference is about developers, 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 as Mister Bomber <laughs> would say. Um, and uh, from that, I would think that developers have kind of a different. Take on some of the things that were announced and and things that they see coming. Without you know getting yourself into trouble with uh, Fruit Co, um, which is my pet name for Apple. Um, uh, what's what's exciting? What's interesting to you? What are you looking forward to? Both as a user and as a developer. For me, this is this is one of I think this was one of Apple's. Um, one of Apple's best WWDC keynotes, uh, at least in a really oh. long time. Maybe since wow. the iPhone. I think it was the biggest since the yeah. iPhone. Well, yeah, the I, iPhone I was actually a Macworld keynote. That was Macworld, right. Wow. So I, I think I think that um, while I'm a little bit nervous about the maps, the maps is the one thing that, that makes me kind of have some uh-oh feelings. Like I don't know if they're going to be able to get all the data and everything that they need to 
create as good of a product as the Google Maps implementation that they had. Mm. So that, that one I'm crossing my fingers on. But, but everything else, um, just really nice improvements to the phone app, the reply with message and, and the remind callback are, are such a nice touch that like anybody could have done, but it's the fact that Apple like thought about it and actually did it that amazes yeah. me. Like, yeah, uh, I'm going to use that all the time because I actually use my phone as a phone. So I, I hate to say <laughs> this, and I'm become I am starting to become that person. But that that is, that is, that's on Android. That is that is on Android. Yeah, they did they did a lot of. Uh, I, I also really like that they opened up the reminders. Um, <clears throat> the reminders API. So I think every to do list now is just going to be chucking their to dos into reminders, yeah. so that you can add from Siri and you can pull from Siri and everything. I mean, OmniFocus has had that, but it's it's been an implementation that's broken a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they're relying on CalDAV to do it. And now it's actually public for reminders, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about rich tech support, native oh my rich gosh. tech support. Yeah, like, so that's one thing I can, I can I guess, announce today. Like, Quotebook, uh, as soon as we can, we're going to allow you to bold and italicize stuff in, yes. in all of your quotes. Um, oh. Yeah, it'll, it'll be oh. huge. Just think, that, like... That could be very nice. Imagine how many just text editors there were. Now there's going to be rich text editors as well. <laughs> Yep. The market's going to get massive. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's um, that's frightening, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, I think Passbook is really interesting. I don't. Oh, know. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering about which partners are going to use it on launch, but I think it's really I, p- people could do really cool stuff with it. Mm-hmm. You see, like mm-hmm. a, like people like Starbucks will use it. I, I'm really excited for. it. I think it's going to be that Passbook has the potential to be massive, um, and obviously yeah. we're we're really. Well, I know I am really interested now. I mean, I know this didn't come out of WWDC, but it's come later. Um, podcasts have disappeared from the mobile iTunes store. Right, that's very suspicious. Yeah, and, yeah. and what, what's going to happen there? Are, are they deprecating the feature, or are they going to make it a more important one of those? You know, are they going to make it one of those things where it's still something to announce when the iPhone releases because developers don't need to worry about it? Right. Um, yeah, that's certainly possible. And and I hope I hope that they do it. I hope they give more features to more people. And 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 you know, there's a lot of talk about Apple hosting the files, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I'm yeah. very interested to see what they do with that as well. One of the things I found interesting because it, uh, it without seeing it and using it, I can't say this for sure, but it looks like it Sherlocked uh, an app that I have uh, used for a while and come to rely on is the ability to. Uh, set uh, priority email uh, messages and contacts and things. Oh, like so that. you're talking you're talking about a wayfind? Yeah, I'm talking about a wayfind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so wayfind is great, but it is something that makes a lot more sense built in. And I think like VIP inbox and do not disturb together kind of kind of do that because you'll you'll get the full push notification like. Uh, banner and everything uh, for for VIPs, and then it, you can in Do Not Disturb, you can say only have these VIPs give me a call, like uh, allow to ring through. Or right. the coolest thing was when they said, um, or if somebody calls twice within a three minute period, we can also have it go through. I that yeah. was like, wow, that's, oh, that, they actually thought about this. That's the attention to detail. That yeah. is Apple's attention yeah. to detail. And that's going to be huge for me. I mean, it's huge, right? Um, yeah. Because. Yeah, you know, my mom does that, right? My my wife does that, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. And and so that that's actually going to solve kind of a, a bit of a problem for me because um, so even in Quotebook 2.0, we we still put our phone number in the app. 
something that very, very few people do and very few people notice. Um, but actually, in the settings, you can tap it and, and, and call us. And I don't, I don't want to be waking up for quote book calls at, uh, at 4 a.m. in the morning when you I've just, got work. You just told a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've gotten about 80 or so calls um, since, really? we, since we – Yeah, absolutely. You're going to get a few um, more. Yeah, well, now, now I'd, I'd love to say hi, though. If, you, if you're using the app and you just want to say hi, uh, feel free to tap that. I'll, Seriously? I'll you. yeah, for real, crazy. yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm worried of people having my email address or being I, able well, to it, I mean, it's, it's not it's not a cell phone. It's a Google voice number, so we can control it. But uh, yeah. yes, I still, expect to know. see a point release in the next two weeks. Bug fixes. <laughs> <laughs> Bug fixes. Bug fixes. <laughs> Yeah, I probably shouldn't mention that as much as I do because uh, it's definitely going to be a spike. <laughs> I was just kidding. I love getting email. Patrick at patrickbrown.com. Um, so, um, uh, so we you talked a lot about uh, about iOS, mm. but you know what? What about the mountain lion? What are you, you, you liking some of the stuff that's happening there? I mean, yeah, it looks I, like. I haven't I have it installed, and it seems remarkably smooth, remarkably stable, and it feels exactly like Snow Leopard to me. Like It's like they just took it, and they sat down for a year, and they polished it. Yeah. Um, of course, they added a ton of new features, as they always do, but nothing that gets in the way. Um, they actually made uh, Launchpad a little bit a little bit better. Launchpad is one of those features that I, I always question why they, why they added it. Yeah. It's not for uh, us. Yeah, no, I know it's not for yeah. us, but I, I didn't even it didn't even seem useful for regular people to me, <laughs> um, non nerds. But uh, but they added search to it, so that's that's really nice. Yeah, um, and well, the new paired paired with the new MacBook Pro with Retina, it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be well, awesome. and I, I can I can tell you where. Um, so I I've been building this this uh new media center uh sure. where i'm using this uh basically this large screen tv that a friend of mine a friend of mine gave me is a it's his old 42 inch plasma and it needed a new bulb uh and he he wanted to get a new tv anyway so he's like you know i'm either going to put this out on the curb or you can have it <laughs> right as long as you you yeah. know you just need to buy a new bulb for it which i did and it's great uh so i've got it hooked up to a mac mini 720p and um i'll tell you finally things like launchpad and mission control and full screen mode really reveal themselves when you're looking at a big screen from across the room, navigating right. it with the magic trackpad, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. now I get it. Now I understand. That stuff everything. is perfect for this, right? Right. Uh-huh. And also, I think Notification Center, it, it looks really good and works really well in Mountain Lion. Um, I think that, you know, like with Growl, and then some people do their own alert systems, and everything is inconsistent in how it behaves, what happens when you click on it. Like, they've gotten that all together, and, and they did a really good job with Notification Center on, on Mountain Lion. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you uh, have not uh, purchased Growl from uh, the Mac App Store recently, uh, you're greeted every day with a, uh, hey, there's a new <laughs> version up available update uh, now. They're um, using Growl to sell Growl? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, but then that's you, fine. What, do you guys think of- what? Go ahead. Uh, what do you guys think about PowerNap? I don't feel like I know a lot about it, to be honest. Right. Um, from what what I understand is, there's basically iCloud stuff and updates and, and and such happens when you have an SSD Mac turned into sleep mode, right? 
So right, when you're connected, when things. you're connected to power, it's going to download all your software updates. It's going to do all your backups, even when we even when it's asleep. So does it turn the mon- does it turn any monitors on? Do they all stay off? Like it does. I think they, I think they all do stay off. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. It is very and, interesting. Well, and it, it so it downloads the updates. Does it install the updates too? No, I, I think it, it it just says it downloads the updates. So I think it does not install them. I mean, because updates already are will download in the background but if it's, you're connected yeah, a to Mac power. App Store download uh, updates as well. Oh, okay, so yeah, the Mac yeah. App Store updates as well. Software okay, Mac right. App Store and and updates to all your mail, contacts, calendars, documents, photo stream, everything. And I assume it does Time Machine as well. Yes, yes, it does Time Machine, and it, so what it says here is. Um, while all the updating is going on, the sa- the system sounds are silent and no fans or lights come on. So, no fans. That's cool. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, once again, it's one of those nice little polished touches sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I reckon it will have like. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it, but oh no, I, was, I thought it might have some sort of feature to it. Like, do you remember when they first showed off Time Machine? And it and like the the desktop flew into space and it was like ooh, <laughs> it's like one of those features. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it's it is those kind of nice little um, all around updates. I mean, I think Snow Leopard was a far more significant upgrade than a lot of people. A gave it credit for, and B would have even seen, right? Because what Snow Leopard did was it. I mean, they removed a ton, a ton of legacy code. There yes. Was, I mean, they basically went through and did a complete audit from the ground up, code audit on every single aspect, every single line, and anything that didn't need to be there. They got rid of. That's why when you install Snow Leopard, you end up with more space you, for, for two reasons. Number one, they chose to count the space differently. Finally, uh, <laughs> well, they also took out all the printer drivers. Well, helps. yeah, they, well, they, they took out a lot of the stuff that didn't need to be there by default. But I would right. say, but another big significant change was the amount of cleanup that they did. Um, yeah. That really cut the crop from the operating system. This, this feels like that to me. Even though they've added a lot, like the, it feels like they really focused on stability because the, even the betas are are super stable. Really? Oh, yeah. see now you shouldn't have said that. I should I, not have said that. I oh, should have said that. I I really avoid installing betas, especially the operating system. Pat, right? you've because, got like yeah. three or four weeks tops. You know, just mm-hmm. just chill. Okay. <laughs> just hold <laughs> off, man. Just you know. all right. <laughs> I'm trying, but oh, if the if the beta is super stable, oh, it's going to be hard. It's and the new Safari real. feels the new Safari feels great too. Like feels really That's fast. The, the zoom the zoom out tabs thing is less crazy than you'd think. It's really kind of nice. Safari is like the uh, thing that I'm most excited for because um, yeah. I use I use Safari. That's my preferred browser. Me too. And, um, I I have an Omnibar extension, and it sometimes breaks uh, and doesn't actually offer any like search features or suggestions. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to to get just to have an omnibar that is that I don't have to refresh the extension every couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. So uh, moving forward, um, and I know you can't really you know speculate on future plans. I'm just I'm just thinking, Matt. Mm-hmm. Is Mountain Lion the sort of thing that uh, you could see developing now that you have iCloud? 
kind of figured out. You you got it nailed before anyone else really nailed it. You guys nailed it. Can you see yourself maybe doing a quote book for I don't know Mac OS ten? Like just just tell me. In, in, bad like bad your, old operating system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so I will say that we get requests for that every single day. From me, uh, and at well, least one, because uh, I've set up, I've, 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 I have an automatic email that says Hazel does it for me. It just, you know, shoots off an email to you every day. I'm well, sure. even, even I met Sean Block uh, while I was at WWDC, and uh, and and he he wants it as well. So yeah, yeah a lot of a yeah. lot of uh, very important people want this Mac app. The the question is like, um, do we have the time to do it and do we have the right design for it? And I haven't figured out the right design for it yet. Like, does it want to be a menu bar extension sort of thing for quick entry at first, or does it want to be more like reminders or notes that sort of feels very, very much like the iOS app on the desktop? Or what does it want yeah, to that's feel a, like? That's what Apple does. Apple just you know, yeah. now makes iOS apps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if that would work. What do you think? Uh, I personally, I could foresee it being. Uh, very, oh, geez, uh, for lack of a better term, male-like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think of the iOS app in landscape mode, or yeah, I should say the iPad, iPad app right. in landscape mode. Take that, put some macOS Chrome around it, and ship it. It really is that simple, right? <laughs> I mean, like, like that's stuff. that's really I, I I know development. I've worked in development for a long time, and I do know these things are super easy. You you guys <laughs> just lie, you lie. You tell people that it's ridiculously hard because you oh, don't want people God. invading the space. But look, you can do this. I know you can. So no, we'll be I, seeing I, that I tomorrow. Uh, well, you know, if if you want to uh, just take a screenshot and, and and mock something up, you'll definitely see that tomorrow. <laughs> That's all I've got for you. Uh, it's it's something that we it's something that we really want to do, and we're just figuring out how to do it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh, here's the other thing. The other reason why you need this dictation. Okay. Hello. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm so excited about that. I you know I get I get worried that it's it's going to be like sort of like the iOS dictation and that it won't let me talk for long periods of time. Because I, mm. I, when I'm talking on iOS for like a long, like a paragraph even, it mm-hmm. starts, it takes a really long time to catch up and then I'm kind of bored and um, mm-hmm. I wish it was, it was more like uh, Max Beach Dictate or something like that, even though I know it's the same underlying technology. But Yeah, yeah. I, I, once again, this is another area. You know, I think what I see Apple putting into place here, just like with Snow Leopard, I think Snow Leopard... S- uh, that, that these these kind of releases are not just spit and polish releases, but they're also setup releases, right? Mm-hmm. They're let's set some things up now, so that with Mac OS ten point eight we can do we we can take this and exp- and blow it up, right? Yeah, you're right. You're totally right um, about that. And you know, and so I'm seeing these things like the like the sharing, like the dictation, uh, like the notification center, things like well, this. I, you know, even, I'm seeing, even the ability to launch apps from Siri on iOS is clearly hinting in the direction yes. of like a Siri API or, or some more integration there. Yes, yes, and I mean, there's. I've said this for a while. I I don't. 
we we have all of the technology and pieces in place. And this and then don't even this is what was so frustrating about the Surface event for me, or one of the many things that was so frustrating about the Microsoft Surface event. Um, and and that is here's a company that has all the pieces in place to do amazing things. Like really, truly, like groundbreaking things, like things that nobody else is doing. And they're not doing it. And it yeah. really, really bugs me. Yeah, and so, so do you think the Surface is just going to be terrible? Do you think it's vaporware? What do you think? Well, I mean, I have no idea what to think until, I don't know, it's shipping. <laughs> or, or they, I don't know, put it in the hands of somebody and let that somebody right. use it as much right. as they want. I'm excited or, to try it out, though. Like, yeah, in, me, yeah. in theory and on paper, like, that to me looks like a good machine. Like, it, it looks like they've put some thought into it this time. I mean, they've not been able to... to fully think it and, and present it the way that we're used to having things presented to us now but right. it seems like they've they, they've got some stuff in there that's that's different and new and i think the metro interface is a real refreshing interface and at least there will be one of the two versions of surface surface that will only use metro so i think that's a good thing Right, I think I think that's going to be the more interesting one because I think although the Metro UI language and Windows 8 together are going to be quite good, I think it's going to be it's going to push Apple to do even better work. Yeah, I would I, I would hope so. I I don't know what to think, but I guess here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this: I've said for a long time that we live in a world where today, today, if you if the right company came along and put the right um, user interface on it which I don't know if you can really call this user interface we live in a world where the technology is in place for us to have essentially Star Trek the next generation right? Mm -hmm. to be able to just say computer give me this piece of information I need or computer um, go and you know Contact this person for me. Let me know when they've when they've answered and things like that. Right, mm-hmm. um, that we have the technology in place to be able to manipulate three uh, D objects, uh, virtual three D objects in space. Right, that you know the look at the Microsoft Connect for instance. Um, yeah. You can do this in games. There's no reason why you can't do it with a file on your desktop. So um, <clears throat> that that being said, you know I really do see hints of this everywhere everywhere I think the dictation, I think Siri I think all of that is strong hints that the direction that they're going is one where uh, not just the keyboard and the mouse and are your only options but also voice and perhaps movement as well um, and, and that uh, that the pieces are being put in place for that kind of immersive uh, your data available to be accessed in that manner from anywhere sort of uh, sort of place. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so enough of my uh, future uh, speculating here. Um, we should probably uh, wrap this up. What, uh, you know, just real quick, from uh, one developer uh, to other indie developers, uh, I want you to give some quick shout-outs to things that uh, you think are interesting out there that people should be checking out. Okay, that's Got great. Anything? Let me just pull out pull out my phone real quick. 
uh-huh. uh, because that's where I always go. That's where I, I mean I use my iPad, but I always I use my phone more. Oh, I shut it down. Okay, well I'm going to do it from memory. I'm going to do it from memory then. All right. I don't want anyone to interrupt us? Um, Reader three, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's it's sort of polarizing. You got to take a look at it at least. Um, some people are saying that the the UI is better and the UX is worse. I I just love everything that Silvio does. I think he's um, he's great. So Reader three is I've been using it every day. Um, I think you know we, we mentioned we mentioned Instacast earlier in the show. I think that's still yeah. by far the best podcast client on iOS. It's killer. Um, if once again looking- another one that's sort somewhat polarizing, like <laughs> folks yeah. who yeah, used Instacast true. for a while weren't happy with some of the more recent changes. Same sort of thing. Right, right. Um, I'm still using Instapaper to read all of my articles later. I think it's better than anything else out there. Um, and I'm friends with Marco, so I'll just disclose that. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I think that if you're looking to jot things down really quickly, Pop for iOS is killer. If you're just looking for speed, it's just you can't beat it. Um, but if you want something, if you want something that has a little bit more flexibility than Pop and the same kind of the same kind of ethos, uh, I really like drafts. Yeah, drafts is great. Um, I don't forget. It's great. It, it has sent it has sent a quote book now, so that's really nice. Yeah, uh, you can draft something up and send it send it right over as a quote. Um, and let's see, maybe one more. Uh, I'm still I'm still using. Um, okay, okay. So here's actually one. There's a there's a, a new social networking app um, called Pair, which is just a social network for couples, and I've been using that uh, with my girlfriend, Ooh. and it's re- it's really really nice. It allows really? you to do some things in real time with your significant other. So you can do these little things called thumb kisses where you're sort of, you feel like you're in the same spot because you can see the other person's finger. And, um, wait, wait, it's, what? It, yeah, yeah. It's called pair. 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 Yeah. Pair app. I think it's trypair.com. It's stay connected with that special person in your life. Oh, see, um, this is what I was waiting for. I was waiting for you to mention zero. something that a, I'd never heard of before <laughs> right. and B something I need right now today. Yeah. So yeah. If oh my you're, God. If, if you're if you're attached, pair is really 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 good. Love it! Oh, look at yeah. this. Yeah, I'm great. sorry, I'm looking at the website. The website's beautiful, by the way. Yes, it is. And the uh, oh. the 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 process of um, the way that you sign up for the app's really cool as well. And That's you, true. Like, yeah, you, you send them a little video. Yeah. I think I think someone else did that with a similar concept. I think it's called Duet, which is sort of another app for couples where you you plan dates. Um, and and I think they both came up with that idea of you sending your sending your significant other a video, which is which is cool. Damn it! I can't I can't enter in my password for the app store fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is frustrating. Wait, I gotta I, wait. I gotta find this pair. So so okay. Just so I get understand this. So you you download the app and you record like this little video and you send mm-hmm. it to to your your completely uh, non technical. Uh, mate who uh, happens to have an iPhone because that's what right. you told her to right. have because see that's what our that's what we guys who are nerds that's what we, we do yeah that's what we yeah. do right so you so you do this and you like send them an email invite and I think then it's a text I think it can, can even be an iMessage or a text oh my gosh and it sends them a link with your video right. and, how, and your instructions video. on how to download the app and stuff. oh nice the only thing I the only thing I don't like is that it's free <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hate free yeah. things. No, I don't hate things that are free. Well, you got to wonder how they're how they're making money, right? And then if it goes away, what happens? And it's, uh, exactly. I want to yeah. pay for this. Yeah, I want this. If you know, if this works as planned, um, I I want this to stay around forever. 
What they'll and do I will, is... I will pay them large sums of money to make that so. I have their business model, right? What they do is they, they, they monitor your conversations and then they wait until the conversations don't seem so happy anymore and then they recommend a couple's retreat. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. You should, you should go consult with them. I'm sure you can make a ton of that's, money. That's brilliant. <laughs> and, okay, and so there's one app There's one app that hasn't been released yet, but I met the guys at WWDC, and I want to give them a plug because they're super great guys. It's called Yoink. Um, I'm not sure what their website is, but Yoink is going to be a way to, to give away a bunch of stuff in your house. So you've got all these books and things and, and, and um, old old uh, manuals and things that other people might want and you just don't want to go through the hassle. You just snap a picture on Yoink, someone comes and picks it up, and it's really, really easy and beautiful. So that's Yoink. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's a way to stay minimal. It's a way to stay, stay, uh, stay minimal. Uh, they have a blog up, it okay. seems, um, and they have it's a coming start. soon page up. Uh, so comingsoon.yoink.com and blog.yoink.com. So I'm uh, assuming that eventually the app will be at www.yoink.com, which it is coming it, soon. sent you to the coming soon page. So see this, this, I'm so glad we ended it this way. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> is the reason why we have Matt. I should be your personal app consultant, Pat. Uh, well, because you, you, you indie developer guys all know each other. You're all like, you know, 18. You probably have you have built your own little social networking app so that you guys can not only find, uh, you know, kind of local uh, ice cream parties, but also... To be uh, honest, yeah, actually, Glassboard is what, well, what a lot of yes. people use. Yeah, yeah, see? And so there sh- you should have... You probably have a Glassboard just set up for all of your indie dev friends and... Um, and you find out about these things that no one else has ever heard of. So um, we'll, we'll talk to you next week, I guess. Well, I'm so happy to be a, a, <laughs> feel like a friend of the show now. I feel like well, you, you very are more than a friend of the show. You're a friend of Mike and ours. And yeah, that's, you're a friend you of know, the network for sure. Yeah. So well, thanks for uh, having me on. We, we, we really, really appreciate it. And once again, we got a plug. So quote book, where can people – Find you. Okay, find yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's just Quotebook App and it's quotebookapp.com. If you're searching the App Store, make sure you get the one with the black icon with the white quotes because there's another competitor out there and we don't want to give them any more downloads. <clears throat> By competitor, you mean a <coughs> copycat, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, same thing with Pop, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> Uh, and uh, what about just you alone? Do you want people to follow you on Twitter, or don't you give it to rats? Uh, yeah, sure. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm just MB. It's super easy. Oh, that is super easy. Yeah, because you got in when like there were six other people on Twitter. Right. I yeah. Know. Exactly. All right. I hate myself. Well, thanks a lot, sir. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. It's been great to talk to you again. Yeah, for sure. All right, and I guess uh, you and I will talk later, my friend, Mr. Michael. Cheers. Cheers.